You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt Wilson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Live Different Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Wilson, and today we are here with a very special guest, Kelly Noonan Goris. She is the director and of executive producer of the documentary Heal. She has been a filmmaker in a few different uh, films, Beneath, Take a Seat, a film called Tukin, and uh, this film is Heal, the film that I wanted to talk to her about today. The documentary featured some really cool people who I admire. Uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, who is the author of a book, a short book, which I highly recommend, Biology of Belief, uh, Deepak. Chopra was in there, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, who I've dug into his work quite a bit, and uh, Kelly is also a traveler, it sounds like, just from looking at your, your Instagram. Okay. Kelly, you're an LA native, a soccer player, you've been practicing yoga and meditation for quite some time, so uh, after I saw your film, I believe I watched it on iTunes, and uh, yeah, I was just really happy to to reach out and I'm glad we could connect today. So thank you. Thanks for having me, Matt. You're uh, you're very welcome. Um, and I just wanted to see if you and your own words could tell uh, everyone what the film was about just in case they haven't heard about it. Sure. So Heal is about um, the mind-body connection and how our thoughts, beliefs, and emotions affect our physical health or affect our biology. Um, so Bruce Lipton's book, The Biology of Belief, was one of the main kind of, was one of the sciences that I explore in the film. It's, it's a little bit of a blend between science and spirituality. A lot of the experts, luminaries in the film, you know, say that, um, you know, science and spirituality are, are overlapping more and more these days. Um, so... It's just kind of a cool exploration of what is truly possible when it comes to healing because we are designed to heal and self-regulate and regenerate in every moment. And there are a lot of things in our modern world that are kind of getting in the way of that natural healing mechanism. So I wanted to make people aware um, that we are designed to heal and our body is working for us in every moment um, and, and maybe make them aware of some things that are getting in a way, whether they're outside toxins, stress, or perhaps some unprocessed emotional trauma from the past. Excellent. Uh, this is, uh, I'm excited and I don't even know where to go next. I guess I would like to bring it back to the very basics in case there are ske either skeptics listening. I'm not so worried about skeptics because as we go on I think they'll open up uh, their minds a little bit to uh, what we're going to discuss but maybe people who just haven't really considered that your I believe you said your thoughts your feelings uh, and really your entire environment around you can affect your health so if someone was completely new to this concept how would you explain that to them I mean that's that's amazing. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think ancient traditional medicine, um, ancient wisdom, like let's say traditional Chinese medicine, um, Ayurveda, all of these ancient practices that have been around for thousands of years that mainstream Western medicine calls alternative, 
uh, they've been working effectively for, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of years where they would, um, you know, look at the body and everything in this world as energy and how to, you know, whether it's chi, whether it's, um, you know, the Ayurvedic terminology, whatever it is, they move that stuck energy. Um, they use herbs, they use nature, water, um, all of these ancient modalities take into consideration the whole person, which is why it's called holistic. And, um, you know, the, the more modern medicine or Western medicine or conventional medicine kind of has strayed from that. So we're, we're educating our doctors in a specialized model. So they they learn, you know, the basics and then they focus on one organ system or one part of the body or, you know, whatever their specialty is. So unfortunately, you know, the majority of the time if we're going to a conventional doctor, they're only treating um, the symptoms that they know of their specialty and without really taking into account, taking into account that everything's connected um, and not only connected physically, uh, but connected energetically and um, and not only connected within our bodies, but to the outside world. So uh, one, you know, one of the people in the film is called is a woman named Kelly Turner, and she is a scientific researcher. Um, and she was in grad school and she came across these studies of spontaneous remission uh, in late stage cancer. And there were every different kind of cancer, stage four cancer. And so what would happen is she kept reading these cases where they would send the patient home to hospice essentially to get their affairs in order because Western medicine had nothing else to offer them. So they were essentially going home to die. And she, she started reading more and more cases how these people would go home to die, but they would make these changes unbeknownst to them that they were changing things that needed to be changed in their life and they were healing. So she thought this was mind blowing. She's like, I don't know why anybody isn't studying this um, let's find out what those people are doing so that we can, you know, tap into that. So what she found in her research of over a thousand different cases of spontaneous remission and late stage cancer, uh, was that, you know, they, they, all these people did about 75 different things in their healing journey. You know, those were like the things she listed. Uh, but what she, the most important thing is all all of them did nine things, these specific nine things. And so what I find fascinating is of the nine things, only two of them are physical. Um, and the rest are mental, emotional, and spiritual changes. So that to me shows that we do need to approach health and healing holistically and that our beliefs and emotions um, affect our biology and our, and our physiology. And it's that... And that's based on scientific research. And, the, you know, there's so much more research out there about the placebo effect and how our belief um, in, in what we're taking, even if it's a sugar pill, if we believe that it's an antidepressant or we believe that it's an anti-nausea medicine, um, even though it's just a sugar pill, you know, anywhere from 50 to 75 percent are going to have the effect, feel the effect of the pain relief or the antidepressant um, from the sugar pill because they're believing that it is and they're expecting it and that's the placebo effect So there's tons of science around that as well. So that just shows how powerful the mind is to to literally Create real physical and biological change in your body That's awesome And of course I want to ask you about what we can do to help change Western medicine's mind 
But let's dig into what those nine things, you don't have to list them or know them all uh, by any means, but can we talk about what those nine things are or at least what some of them are so people can start thinking beyond uh, diet and exercise. We're diet and exercise, the two physical ones, because that's what every doctor tells you and that's where they stop. Diet, exercise, and then a pill of some type, right? Right, exactly. I think the two physical were radically changing your diet um, you know, which would go more towards an unprocessed food diet. So it's natural whole foods. Um, and then, uh, using herbs and supplements, which again, have been these herbs and minerals that we are lacking deficient in our body, um, have been used for thousands of years effectively. So those are the two physical things. Some of the other seven, um, I don't know if I can name them all. I should by now I've been seeped in this for two years. But um, a couple of them are, you know, releasing negative emotions. So, you know, in Kelly Turner's research, she found that a lot of people would go home and they would, because they were on their deathbed or whatever, they would forgive, you know, a past resentment. They um, they would let go of a lot of stuff because they realized, you know, life is precious. They don't have that much time left. Why waste? You know, let's let's reconnect. Let's heal this relationship. Whatever. Um, also, Joan Borisenko is in the film. And she ran, she's been running a mind-body clinic um, for 40 years. Uh, she was one of the forefronts in mind-body medicine. And she said, you know, we would have these cancer groups um, and, the, and the people that, we, that went home after our 10-week program and they came back and they didn't heal, almost always they traced it back to they were holding on to these regrets and resentments. So again, that's why forgiveness is a, ma- a big part of healing and um, it's in every kind of religious, uh, ancient culture, you know? Um, so that's one releasing negative emotions, um, and then increasing positive emotions. So we, we talk about, um, you know, people watch funny movies, you know, when they're healing, because that actually laughter is medicine. It's releasing healing, um, hormones and neurochemicals into the body when you're laughing, when you're smiling. Um, we talk about in the film and, you know, showing in her research that uh, emotions like gratitude, compassion, love, joy, these things actually um, bring your brain and heart into coherence and again, release all sorts of neurochemicals and healing chemicals into the body. So stress, rage, anger, resentment, depression, anxiety, all of these things um, are going to inhibit the immune system and kind of release uh, kind of stressful stress hormones and chemistry into your body. So emotions again, affect your physiology. Um, what are some other ones taking control of your health? So, uh, you know, we talk about how, you know, growing up watching television, the, the doctor in the white coat with his black bag would come to the little house on the prairie and they were the only hope, you know, the doctors know best and, and, and they're the ones that save you. Um, But unfortunately, now today, we just go, there's so much information out there. And Joe Dispenza said it best. He's like, we we live in an age of information. So to remain ignorant is a choice. Um, So, you know, we encourage people. She saw that people that took control of their health, they'd go to their doctor and their doctor would give them this diagnosis and prognosis. And they would be prepared with all this research and ask the doctor questions. Well, what about this? What about this alternative treatment? What about, you know, and if the doctor wasn't, uh, giving them the time to listen or 
you know, trying to work with them and, and, and treat them as a whole person, uh, time to find a new doctor, you know? Sure. So we really just, we got to kind of, um, let go of that victim mentality and, and take, take, take our health back into our own hands. And of course, see the specialist, get the diagnosis, but educate ourselves as much as we can about, um, what's going on in our body. And then, you know, check into some of these, these things that you learn about in the film. No, absolutely. And there's so many, so much that we could elaborate on right now because, uh, there were so many little pieces in there from the placebo to this concept of coherence. Uh, we actually interviewed Dr. Brant Courtright uh, on uh, the Live Different podcast, and he did a really nice explanation of coherence. So if anybody out there wants to understand a little bit more about this uh, heart coherence with the HeartMath Institute or uh, the coherence that Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about uh, in the brain. And of course, this is probably all linked through your, uh, through the energy fields in your body. But uh, so anybody who is interested in that definitely can go check out those two resources. Um, but I'm curious a little bit more about what your opinion is on how can this, how can your emotions be affecting your health to the point where they give you physical symptoms and which probably turn into these diseases like uh, Alzheimer's or heart disease or who any of these chronic uh, chronic illnesses the later stage illnesses that people actually die from you know the cancers that you're, you're talking about I mean this was in a place where people go to pass away from these things so in your opinion, how does that emotion and that energy actually affect our health? It's so it's hard to wrap your head around. You know what I'm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is, or the simplest way to kind of uh, grasp it is, is you know, to to know how the you know the basic overall uh, nervous system works and the uh, the autonomic nervous system. You're either in parasympathetic or the sympathetic. And the sympathetic is the stress response. And the parasympathetic uh, nervous system is when you are resting and repairing. And they're mutually exclusive. You cannot be both in the same time. So we have this stress mechanism built into us um, through the autonomic nervous system where we are, you know, 5,000 years ago, walking through the forest, hunting for our food, and there's a tiger uh or a bear or something and we have to run. So all of a sudden with this, our body goes into survival mode, stress response, and we release all these kind of stress chemicals that make us superhuman and we can run faster because all the, you know, the blood's rushing to our organs to protect us and the energy's rushing to our muscles and uh, yada, yada, yada. But when that's happening, you know, our healing mechanism, our immune system, our digestive system, our higher brain centers, which are our creative mind and our, um, all of those, all of those systems are shut down because your your fight or flight mechanism needs all the available energy to focus on you know you just living and not being eaten by the bear in that moment. So that system is meant for survival of the species, but it's only supposed to be turned on for a sprint, you know, to get you out of that dangerous situation. What's happening today? And then you go back to like digesting your food as you're slowly picking berries or 
you know, back at the camp or whatever. You're resting and repairing. So what's happening today is we're inundated with so much information. We're inundated with, um, you know, we're just like going faster than ever before. Uh, there's so much stress. So people are suffering from chronic stress. And if they're kind of running this low grade fight or flight response, so the sympathetic is turned on all the time, except for maybe when you're sleeping. Um, and that is a problem because that means your immune system is shut down. You're maybe experiencing brain fog because your higher brain centers, your memory is not that good because again, the fight or flight system, the stress response is kicked on and it's taking the available energy away from these, these really amazing systems in your body. So, um, that makes you more susceptible to pathogens in the environment, toxins, uh, stress chemistry causes inflammation. Um, it's going to wear out that heart muscle because you're, you're pumping more blood to the thing, which is causing damage and, um, raising your blood pressure, et cetera. So all of that to say is, you know, our beliefs about life, um, you know, are going to be our beliefs about life that we get as a child most of the time. You know, uh, we download other people's programs and learn about how to look at life. You know, if you grow up in a hostile kind of or like a high tension home where there's arguing all the time, you you're the little child might not feel safe in the world. So they develop this belief about life that it's not safe out there. So that's going to color the lens and their perception of life going forward. And or, you know, a lot of us developed uh, because of however our father, our mother, our teachers or whoever we were around when we were when we were a child, um, if something occurred that made us feel unworthy or inadequate, um, you know, that belief system is going to run in our subconscious mind throughout our whole life. And again, color that lens that so we're going to be looking through life, um, that it's unsafe, that I'm not worthy. And you're going to continue to find yourself in situations that affirm that, um, which is going to cause stress. So, so you know, what you know, it's either based on your subconscious beliefs that are negative and disempowering that we most of us are not even aware. I mean, before I made this film, I wasn't really aware of how many how these subconscious beliefs are really running the show all the time. Um, and then also just you know, equipping us with tools like meditation, um, like connecting with nature and disconnecting from technology so that we um, can shut off that stress response or so that we can create enough space in our life uh, so we're not so reactive. So little things throughout our day that inevitably are going to happen won't knock us into that stress response. So again, it's just to, to make people aware that there is this chronic stress epidemic going on and it's causing all sorts of havoc uh, in our physiology. That was a beautiful answer because every time I had a question and I thought, oh, okay, maybe I'll use that as my follow-up, you answered it in your answers. So you continued to uh, check the boxes. And uh, so great work. I, want, I do want to go back to uh, if someone has a, an emotion that they're constantly feeling and they know that it's somewhere in their subconscious. I mean, it seeps to their conscious mind because they are physically angry about something, let's say. And they think, okay, it could have been linked to this childhood 
trauma or this, uh, yeah, it could have been bullying or the environment in which they grew up on. They always seem to be on edge. Uh, things that I, I personally have dealt with. My question for you, Kelly, is how do you go about A, identifying what that is that may be holding you back and that may be making you sick and then I'd love for you to go into some of the tools that uh, were very well explained in your film that somebody can go about uh, trying to dig this up and be on their way to a healthier, happier life. Yeah, great question. Um, you know, so we all have this innate, every, everyone you know, comes with this innate ability to heal. Like the, the, the greatest healer is truly within us. You know, the doctor doesn't heal the bone in your body, it just sets the bone so the bone can regenerate and refuse and heal itself. Um, so as you know, with the doctor resetting the bone, it's helpful to seek out practitioners and there's so many different kinds of modalities and practitioners out there that can facilitate you kind of accessing your subconscious. Um, you know, a couple of the ways I would I would say is um, EFT tapping. We talk about that it's the emotional freedom technique. So, working with an EFT practitioner, you can kind of through through your acupuncture meridians, you get to the, your subconscious wherever you know some emotions are kind of stuck, and they help you release them. So that's one way. Hypnotherapy is another way. A lot of times, people have something really traumatic happen to them, and out of survival, they like um, repress it. So they literally aren't even aware or have any memory or recollection that something terrible happened. Hypnotherapy can kind of bring it to the surface. Um, and heal and, and kind of give you, you know, there's so many different types of hypno, hypnosis but, uh, or hypnotherapy, but um, that's one you could seek out. Um, there's also, I mean, there's so many different kinds of modalities, but you, there are practitioners out there that can, that can help facilitate that. Like um, there was a spiritual psychologist uh, in the film that worked with a lady who had stage four cancer, and she originally just went to this woman because she was afraid to die. And she wanted, you know, she wanted to work through that fear, you know, um, so she could enjoy the last year or so of her life that they told her she was going to have. So through that, you know, they got, they did all this inner child healing work. They did sacred anger work. And all of this stuff came to the surface that, you know, this, this woman who was, you know, practiced acupuncture and yoga. She juiced her whole life. She was seemingly like super healthy and did everything right. Um, she had all this repressed childhood stuff she wasn't even aware of so they worked through that did some other stuff and you know um great things happened uh spoiler alert um, <laughs> great things happened what a, what a terrible spoiler i know so um yeah i'm trying to think of you know even just like breath work i find it so powerful um to remove stuck emotion and you don't even need to label it or um understand it as it's coming up but it it, it really oxygenates all of the cells in your body and, and there's, it's just, it, it's impossible for emotions to stay stuck. So breath work is amazing. Um, people do plant medicine, which brings to their conscious some, you know, stuff to be healed, um, trauma revealed to be healed. So, you know, again, 
there's so many things out there. Once you search, what you you know what you seek is seeking you. So you'll find the right answers and the right practitioners. I think. Excellent. I think that's quite a hefty toolbox for people <laughs> to look into. And uh, I'm curious. You mentioned plant medicine. Uh, how often did that come up during your research? Uh, how often did psychedelics come up? You know, it didn't. Um, I had my own, I mean, I was researching it, um, on my own, but like the people that I spoke with hadn't experimented with it. Um, so we never really talked about it, but you know, plant medicine can be anything from herbs to marijuana to ayahuasca, um, to, you know, uh, magic mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms, whatever, whatever. So, um, it's definitely, I kind of explored it on my own, but I feel like that's a whole documentary in itself. <laughs> sure, sure. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, I'm actually, I'm trying to think of the name of the book that just came out on psychedelics. Uh, Michael, very, very, very famous author. I'll just look oh, it up uh, right now and we can point people to, we can point people to that because uh, it's probably a lot more it's a it's a lot more than we could provide in this uh, hour long segment. I'm searching through my and uh, yeah. anything in nature that's not you know that's in its natural form, um, you know is I, I'm I'm an advocate for as long as you're educated and you know how to do it safely. Sure, it's nature, you know. Sure, yeah, it is. It, it is all about set and setting, as they say. Uh, how to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan, and uh, it's it's very interesting. And he's a very uh, he's a natural skeptic that goes into uh, his exploration of psychedelics. Just totally like, what am I doing? I'm a sixty year old writer going into this un this uncharted territory. I have no business doing this, but uh, from the medical literature from the research uh there was just so much pointing him in that direction so, so uh, cool. as yeah as you said if you are a seeker or if these things are uh if you put it much better than i will but uh <laughs> if you are seeking these things these things will also tend to seek you out um, I, i'm curious kelly have you ever practiced uh tapping or the emotional freedom technique i have not i've read a little bit about it but it's maybe one of the uh, tools that you listed that probably maybe the most uh, little known. Yeah, um, I actually have done it with Patty Penn, who is in the film. She's amazing. Uh, it's one of my favorite scenes in the film is she's working with this um, woman named Eva Lee. And and when Patty went into the film, you know, filming, she was like, oh, Lord, I don't know what you're going to get today. This woman is like a vault. Like she, you know, Eva was very good at uh stuffing her emotions down and putting on a happy face and fighting through the day. She's amazingly strong. But Patty was like, I don't know. I don't know how, like, how hard I can tap to open this one up. But um, it, it was just so beautiful how much released and how vulnerable and kind of open the tapping, uh, you know, it resulted in. So I, I had a few sessions with Patty and I experienced it. And mine... Mine wasn't as um, as visibly kind of emotional, or but I did uh, I do like trust 
that it's on a subconscious level, it really is doing the work, which was cool. That's great. And just to describe it to people, uh, you feel the emotion in a certain part of your body pop up and you just tap on it. Is is that correct? And you can go through a little bit of a mantra. Uh, yeah. Could you explain it to people? I wish I could explain it better. I, you should talk to Patty Penn because she's amazing. But, okay. you know, they have this whole, it's on these acupuncture meridians and, and it's like, you know, right here, 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 here on this, like, and so it's, it's, it's somehow, I, I'm, I'm not going to do it justice and all the EFT practitioners around the world will be, oh Lord. Um, but, but there's a total science behind it. Um, and it's, it's pretty wild. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, that's, that's good enough. And your list, if you're listening to this on audio, uh, Kelly is right now on Skype or you can tune on in on YouTube, uh, and see her tapping her third eye center and her temples and uh, above her, yes, all over the all over the place <laughs> on her on her face and around uh, the acupuncture meridians. Anyhow, um, Kelly, did I ask you how you became interested in this or what inspired you to to go about such a? This is a big undertaking, but uh, what was your impetus for all of this? Yeah, you know, I really wish I had an easy, succinct story, but I don't. I feel like it was definitely a calling. There was a pull for me to do this. Um, because I've been in the film business my whole life, I grew up at, outside of L.A., and I started doing commercials and movies and stuff when I was about seven years old. So for me, film is a really powerful medium to to change people. Um or, or shine, you know, the light of awareness on a topic. Um, so I've always been a seeker. I've always, like, wanted to understand how it all works. And so it was just a series of events. I mean, someone gave me, I did feel like a little bit of depression for the first time, I think, in college. And I had moved from Southern California and I was going to Berkeley. Um, and I kind of blamed it on the weather, you know, it's a little gloomier up there as opposed to the sunshine of LA. And so, um, but I was feeling depressed and that kind of was like depressed and angry, which to me was weird because I was just such a happy kid. Um, and someone gave me the book, uh, return to love by Marianne Williamson. And it just like resonated on such a deep, you know, deep level, um, as to like this new, it just resonated on such a deep level that there's there's you know a choice in every moment, and you can come from fear or you can come from love. And if you come from love, that's heaven. And if you come from fear, that's hell. And heaven or hell is on earth in this lifetime right now. God is love. Our source is love. When we are aligned with love, good things will happen. You know. So uh, in the gist, so that was my interpretation anyway. So that kind of like dropped me in and like put me on this kind of spiritual seeking and. Um, I wanted to find all the tools I could find to stay in love, you know, and out of fear. So essentially, I, re you know, kind of realized that like my depression was a crisis of faith. Like I didn't have any truth, you know, I was raised Catholic and I loved the story and the history of Jesus, but something wasn't like fully clicking in for me. Um, so then I was kind of questioning if there was a God in high school and wanting to like explore other religions just to see, you know, and I kind of realized, well, they all are the same. 
universal underneath, just dressed in different cultural clothing, you know? Um, so that was like, and then I don't know, I think I saw, I started seeing like healers and cause I was trying to remove any blocks I, I was having from, you know, the acting career that I wanted or, you know, what is there, is there something from my childhood that, that I can't access? Cause I was such a, um, I wasn't as free as an actor as I wanted to be. And that's all emotion, right? It's all being fearless and expressing emotion. And I had a lot of problem accessing that. So I started to see healers and practitioners to try to get out of my own way. Um, then I saw the movie, the secret, which I know is people either love or people think is, ah, um, but it really, a few things in there like really resonated with me. And I started putting some gratitude practice into work and, um, visioning and stuff. And, and literally like in three months, like my life kind of changed. Like it really empowered me in a lot of ways, especially the gratitude, uh, aspect of it. And, and so I think it was around those time, that time, like I started more and more people would come to me for health advice. They're like, why are you so happy? You're in great shape or what, you know? Um, and, and then, so there's so many little things, but then I, you know, found Bruce Lipton book, the biology of belief. I'm like, Oh my God, it just, these light bulbs came out and like, everybody needs to know this. We're not victims. Like we were co-creators with life, you know? And I started paying attention that I could talk about this subject forever uh, and light up about it. And then, you know, I'd be going to an acting audition and I'd be like stressed out and not like enjoying <laughs> life. And I'm like, maybe I should put my energy into like this thing that lights me up and turns me on, you know? And so I started thinking about doing the film, I think 10 years ago. Uh, and then a few years ago, I read Anita Morjani's book, um, Dying to Be Me, which if you haven't read it, it's a fascinating story. Um, she's in, she's in my film, but, uh, the book goes into way more detail than I was able to. Um, but it, sh she, she was so far physically gone and then had a near death experience, a shift in consciousness. And when she came back into her body, her body recovered and healed from a place where no one could imagine that it would heal. I mean, organs shut down, lemon sized tumors coming through her skin from her neck to her abdomen. Uh, no, you know, no, her muscles weren't functioning. She couldn't swallow. She couldn't eat. And uh, within three weeks, she was healthy again and able to walk out of the hospital and still alive today and healthy as a bee going around the world telling her story. So that's that shows, incredible. It's incredible. And that shows me like there is always hope, you know, and there's it's just the body is this fascinating, amazing, intelligent system. And we just need to figure out how to support it. Um, so then I was ready to do the film. Excellent. I, I bet you were after after that. And uh, of course, people can can go and watch it and uh, hear more about a lot of these healing modalities. Uh, but one thing I wanted to ask you, which uh, is not in the film, uh, is about the concept that you just brought up where here on earth, we, uh, we can either be in heaven or we can be in hell. And I believe that to be absolutely true. And uh, even, even more so, I just had a discussion. Uh, my nieces have a Chinese nanny and uh, she came from China from a rural area, has a very inspiring story of how she studied really hard to be able to come to America and she's uh, studying to get her MBA and she was just telling me, uh, she was telling me her story and I don't even know how it came up, uh, but she mentioned to, she mentioned to me that 
well, she's had these amazing experiences at church. Uh, oh, no, she said she had just this amazing experience reading the Bible. And she just opened up the Bible and she felt that she was contacted by God and she, she couldn't explain it. Just mystical experience. Uh, thought it was just the most, she just started uh, crying and uh, her friends were like, hey, what's wrong? And she's like, oh, I can't really explain it to you, but uh, everything's gonna be okay. I know what I've been told. And then she, she told me, uh, that she would go to the Buddhist temple where I believe she was raised Chinese Buddhist and she felt the exact same thing and she was actually in this crisis uh, and, and asking me, well, I don't know which one I need to believe. I don't know where to go. I don't want to disappoint my, uh, my parents uh, who raised me this way, and I don't want to disappoint this new community that I'm... Uh, and, and in fact, it wasn't even about the people she was talking about. Well, you know, in, in very good, but still a little bit broken English, like, Buddha is so good to me, but Jesus is so good to me. And I'm like, <laughs> well, don't... Don't worry about the what you call it. Embrace uh, them both. Yeah. Yeah, and so it was. It was just very interesting. So I, I, I'm glad that you brought that up, and I wanted to share that uh, that quick story with you. Um, and actually, let's stop there before we get into the heaven and hell <laughs> thing. So for people who are are stuck on the world's main religions are my book is about my book is better than your book and let's fight many 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 wars over it uh could you talk about your idea that they are all this they're all getting at the same basic principles yeah i think they're all you know universally i think they're but different cultures kind of translate or express it in different ways you know um i i believe that jesus was you know, a metaphysician, <laughs> like he, he learned these spiritual principles and he fasted and he did, you know, it was like tapping into quantum physics and he understood, um, kind of what Joe Dispenza talked about, you know, like how, you know, to feel, to visualize the future you want. And I love this, like to visualize the future you want or what you want and then feel the feelings of having it already uh, and, and like the world doesn't know, energy doesn't know whether it's real or imagined, right? Uh, so most of us use our imagination and our visualization and our feelings. Uh, we're going to the worst case scenario because we don't want it to happen and we want to be prepared and survival. But um, nine times out of ten, we create some version of that thing we don't want to happen. So, you know, Jesus was trying to teach, I believe, back then, like, you know, asking you shall receive, believing that it's already happened is kind of what Joe Dispenza takes people through without any religious context uh, in his workshops because it's really just getting your mind and body on board with what you want um, as if you already had it, you know, and, and to feel that heaven before that desired outcome, to feel the healing in your body and to feel and imagine being healed before the healing occurs, but then you create that healing in your body. I find that stuff fascinating. Um, and I think that people like Buddha and all the prophets and, you know, different teachers and different religious, um, they all tapped into that kind of wisdom and, and practiced it in, in some way. But it's all kind of 
based on the same universal principles that we are all divine and we all have this power within us. Um, and, you know, it's kind of scientific now because it's like quantum physical. Sure, sure. And your, your film is not uh, religious or dogmatic in any way, very uh, maybe non-denominational isn't the right word because it's not, re- it's not religious. It's just, Hey, here's what's happening. And it's a, uh, just a very unbiased presentation of people's accounts. Uh, and so, yeah, so I really enjoy that. I really appreciate that, uh, about the film and Thank that you. you're very welcome, Kelly. And I wanted to go into, uh, asking about how can people make sure that they create heaven on earth and not get trapped in hell on earth? Ooh, yeah, that's a good question. Look <laughs> <laughs> for need... all the answers right yeah. now, Kelly. No, I mean, you definitely need tools. You need spiritual tools. You need some sort of um, true north of a belief. Um, and it doesn't, there's no one right way. I think there's six something billion people on this planet. There's probably six and a half billion versions of, of truth with a capital T. So. Uh, you just need to find your truth. You need to find your group of your community that kind of grounds you in that truth, um, spiritual community or whatever it looks like, um, so that, uh, you know, you, you need tools. So, like, how do I put this? If you go through life without tools, you're kind of like a buoy bouncing on the, the top of the ocean and you're affected by the the things you need to be anchored in something um, so that you can weather the storm, you know, like a palm tree, it can bend through the storm, but it's deeply rooted uh, as, you know, as, as, as equally as it is tall. So be like the palm tree, uh, but you need tools and you need, um, you know, ultimately whatever it's going to take to get you to a belief where um, life is for you. I mean, my belief is that, you know, you come into this world, you, come, you choose to come into this lifetime uh, and your soul has kind of an intention of what it needs to learn or what it needs to overcome or um, when it's here. I mean, that's my, my, my belief, you know. So then to and to believe that our source, God, is love and it's this love intelligence that is far more intelligent than any of us can fathom which is keeping the cosmos, everything in order, nature, you know, unfolding perfectly. Um, and so just to have a belief about life that it's, it's always for you. It's all your, it's for your greatest unfoldment. It's, it's constantly trying to, um, help your soul evolve, you know, and grow into your greatest potential. So, you know, that takes a lot of trust because shitty things will happen, but to just breathe and, 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 you know, tools like meditation, um, there's a million tools and, and that you can use to stay, to stay, you know, your breath is the biggest one, like just to breathe and, and, and know and trust that everything is unfolding for your greatest good, um, and for your soul's evolution. And we come from love, we go back to love. I mean, even Anita Morjani describes, um, and I and I think you know part of the fact that she healed is because she went into this other realm, you know that some people might label heaven or whatever, and she just felt this bliss that she said there's no words in the human language that can describe uh, that love, that unconditional love. Um, 
and she, you know, encountered her father that she had a very tumultuous relationship with. She encountered her best friend, all these other beings. And it was just pure, unconditional love. And so I think, you know, part of the reason she healed, you know, first of all, she realized that she developed cancer because she was, she was coming from fear a lot of her life. She was, you know, fear kind of like overtook her mind and she was making all her choices out of fear. Um, now she realized that she needs to come from love, went back into her body, it healed. But I really believe that part of her healing was the fact that she doesn't fear death because she knows where we come from and where we go back to. And that is our source. And, you know, I could go on and on and on. But those are my beliefs. You know, I think it's just finding it's finding that that truth for you that you can and finding your community so that you can have and develop tools and support to stay in love and not spiral into fear because there's plenty of things out in the world that will uh, trigger our fear mechanism that's going beautiful. on right now well, yeah. well thank you for for sharing uh, that with us and I, I'm I, I love the concept of course of community and co community can be the people who listen to the same types of podcasts or listen to the same types of uh, read the same blogs or sure. read the same books. It doesn't have to be a Buddhist Sangha. It doesn't have to be the church that your parents told you to grow up to. And just because you were baptized there or, or had your communion there or whatever. And um, I'm curious, Kelly, what types of communities you've tapped into personally so people can get some ideas for themselves uh, because you've reached out to all these ama amazing spiritual teachers, uh, people who have written great books and put a lot of science behind them, people like Deepak and, and Bruce Lipton and uh, Joe Dispenza. So I guess it's a two-part question. How did you reach out uh, to these people and how did you get involved with, uh, or what communities are you involved with? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I kind of, the people that I put in the film were, were experts, people's books that I read or talks that I heard that really empowered me. And, um, and I thought, you know, putting them all into one film and them kind of uh, all enforcing, because I, I really learn and, and strengthen my belief when different experts from different backgrounds all kind of say the same version of the same thing, that enforces my belief. And so I wanted to do that for people. So I kind of had the list of people that inspired me, like I was going to Agape, you know, at the time, and Agape is Michael Beckwith's um, spiritual community. It's a mm. trans-denominational church, uh, and, 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 but he talks, you know, a lot about metaphysics, and, and uh, he's just, he's amazing. Um, so that was giving me a lot of uh, strengthening my faith, and, and that was a good spiritual community at the time. So... Um, I reached out, you know, that was in my community, so that was kind of easier to reach out to. Uh, then I went to then Greg Braden and Bruce Lipton and Joe Dispenza, you know, the three musketeers. They're always speaking together. And so I went to a Celebrate Your Life conference um, where I heard them all speak, took notebooks worth of notes, and then, you know, connected with all of their assistants at that conference and um, put together a, a deck of the vision of my film and sent it to them. and. I forgot who the first one was to sign on, but kind of once one of them signed on, uh, then, you know, the rest fell into suit because they're all, they've all been in the same kind of 
teaching community for a long time. And then, um, you know, then I reached out actually to a woman, uh, Dr. Northrup. I don't know if you know Christiane Northrup. Yes, I read something of hers, or I've at least heard her on, on uh, I've heard interviews with her. Yeah, she's awesome. She wasn't available when I was going to go to the East Coast to film, so she said, if you're coming to the East Coast, um, interview, you know, you should reach out to these people. So that was Kelly Turner, Kelly Brogan, and Anthony William, the medical medium, who shockingly wasn't on my radar at the time, but is like huge. And I'm so glad that he signed on to do the film. So, um, so yeah, it kind of, again, it was like me paying attention to what lit me up. And I love sharing this with people because I want people to be, start to become aware of like, you know, they may go to work as a lawyer, but they may find themselves on the weekend talking about gardening with such fire and passion that, like, they should tap into that. Because that passion, that joy, that um, lightness when you speak is kind of a, a, a flag that that's your, that's your passion, could be part of your purpose. Um, and to really, you know, tap into that. So once I, once I acknowledged that um, and once I was ready to... to do this film, um, everything kind of just flowed, you know, not making a, a low budget independent film is not without many obstacles, but, um, my producing partner and I, we like practiced what we were learning as we were going, you know, and realizing, uh, how stress is de detrimental on the body. So like, you know, making a film is, is stressful. Yes. So we had to practice what we were learning, you know, and it was really, it was really cool, you know, kind of life imitating art we were healing as we were filming and it was just an awesome flow experience that's amazing but grateful yeah beautiful well uh kelly thank you first of all for uh, putting this out there in the world i know that it has probably already helped so many people uh and told the stories of so many people who've overcome such obstacles and uh yeah it was it was fascinating for me to watch and another really good reinforcement, like you said, that there are all these different healing modalities and there's all these different ways uh, of making yourself healthy or, or all these different spiritual practices that are okay and you don't just have to follow one and you can mm -hmm. go and pick and choose from wherever you feel necessary and see what you like and what's out there and what complement each other and which disagree with each other. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah, I thought that was really fascinating. And, and to wrap up, I uh, wanted to ask you, if people are not watching this on YouTube, you can certainly hear this through Kelly's voice, uh, but you just come across as so radiant, uh, even just your, your skin clear like perfectly clear skin and it's very obvious that you are aligned with your pur purpose and your passion and you've done that work uh, to uh, radiate internally and externally so if yeah. there are people out there listening who would like to follow suit and do the same make the world a better place what would you tell them I would tell, thank you, by the way. That, like, You're very welcome. That made me choke up a little bit. That was very sweet, kind of you. Um, yeah, again, everybody, everybody's got a passion. Follow, follow that passion. I'm trying to think of the, uh, there's a quote, and it's, you know, I'm having a little brain fog here. 
all the stress of my early years. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a quote, something about like, find that thing that makes you come alive and do that because that's what the world needs. So, um, you know, it doesn't have to be some huge production. It's just, you know, living your, finding what makes you passion, you know, and, and doing those things. Um, when you can generate that joy uh, for yourself and take care of yourself in that way and do the things that you love um, and find as much time as you can to do so, even if you're juggling a family and a lawyer and all these other things that we feel we have to do, um, generating joy, following your passion, that will light you up, um, get that glow going from within and and just your presence will be healing for other people and, and inspiring to other people. So, so find what you love and do more of it. Beautiful. That's a fantastic <laughs> answer. The world will be a better place uh, once people hear this and once people start taking action. So thank you for that, Kelly. The film is called Heal, H-E-A-L, of course. Where can people interact with you, become part of your community, and uh, yeah, engage with you, Kelly? Thanks. Um, yeah, it's you can go to HealDocumentary.com. You can put in your email. Um, we send out a newsletter anytime there is a big event happening. Um, we have uh, the opportunity. You can host a screening. You'll also find that on our website. You can purchase or rent the film you know, through iTunes or Amazon um, or Vimeo on our website. Also, I encourage you to go to Facebook or Instagram. Both of them are at Heal Documentary. And, you know, we post kind of inspiring memes and quotes from the film and um, give a lot of good content there. And it's a nice place to commune with people. And in our comment section, a lot of people, you know, are connecting and sharing their stories amongst each other to, to help each other heal. So that's really cool. Excellent. Uh, very important work. And again, thank you very much, Kelly. Thank you, Matt. You're awesome. What's up, Live Denver Podcast listeners? It is last call. If you want to come this early October to Bali, Indonesia with me for an awesome yoga and mindfulness retreat, I encourage you to head over to under30experiences.com because we have just a couple seats that have opened up. And if you want to take your yoga practice, your practice of mindfulness, to the next level as well as see an amazing culture, an amazing uh, area of the world where we just have a pretty incredible local contacts where we get to walk through the rice paddies and visit the home temples. There are over a million temples on the island of Bali and we have access to some that are inside people's homes, which is really pretty incredible experience there uh, with our local guide. So if you want to get on that, check it out at under30experiences.com and you will notice a new trip up there, our most premier trip yet to New Zealand. Uh, there's not a lot left to say other than it is one of the adventure capitals of the world. So if you're into that, would love to see you out there as well as I would love to see you on Instagram at Matt Wilson TV as my handle. If you'd like to check that out, uh, I would be more than happy to engage with you directly. 
send me a message. I know it's where all the cool kids are hanging. Uh, it's where I publish all my travel photos and I try to include nice little snippet of daily life lessons that I've learned on the road. So uh, I'd love to interact with you, have you be part of our community in a greater way. Those are some of your options. And finally, if you could do me a huge favor, I would really appreciate if you have gotten value out of this podcast and think that it is worthy of other people knowing about it, head on over to iTunes and please leave me a five-star review because I have published over, uh, no, how many? 100 episodes, well over 100 episodes and uh, really put a lot of time and effort into putting out this independent content, content and I'd like to have it be more discoverable for other people and I need your help. So a review would be a great way to say thanks. Thank you very much for listening and being part of this community. Again, I hope to see you somewhere awesome soon.